welcome back to Write Dammit with me, Zoe Richards, your host. This is the podcast for writers of all kinds who maybe get stuck with your writing. This podcast will help you get unstuck and help re-motivate you so that you get the writing done. Episode 34, and it takes a writing village to get a publication deal. Today's episode is a bit of a roundup of my journey to getting a publishing deal. In case you haven't heard, I recently was able to announce that I have a publishing deal with Uclan Publishing, which is an independent publisher based in the northwest of England. And I'm really happy to be keeping it all north. So I'm a northern girl and I have a northern agent, Claire Coombs from the Liverpool Literary Agency. And now I also have a publisher that's based in the Northwest as well. So I'm really excited that I am keeping it all Northern. On top of that as well, one of the other things I really love about working with UCLAN Publishing is that they have a master's degree in publishing And my book will be a live project for students to work on. So it's really exciting to be part of the development of the future generation of publishers. Not necessarily me personally, but, you know, through my novel. And I just think that's really exciting. So today's episode then is a little bit about the journey I've gone on. I'll try and keep it brief because I will cover more of this in other episodes in different ways. But I wanted to just take you through how long it's taken me to get here and what that journey has been like. So it started off in December 2022 when my now agent gave me feedback on a different novel, telling me that I clearly write well, but the novel isn't ready yet. And that was just before Christmas. And I have to tell you, I went into the right old doldrums as I went into Christmas. I was really low about the fact that things hadn't gone in the direction I hoped they would for that historical fiction novel. So I accepted what was going on. I pulled my socks up in January, came up with a concept for another book, wrote a little bit of it in January 2023 that really wasn't going anywhere, but was, so it wasn't actually the novel itself, if you like. It was me just jotting ideas down and trying to play around with the idea I'd got. I then started to write that messy first draft in February 2023, on the 12th of February, as it happens. And then later that month, I went on a writing retreat that is run by Stephanie Butland. And through that, I actually asked her if she would be my writing coach. And that meant that I had somebody who would ask me questions and nudge me along. But as she keeps telling me, I wrote the novel. And she's absolutely right, I did. However, Some credit does need to go to Stephanie for asking me the right questions and helping me get out of my messy bit of my head. So I wrote that messy first draft over a three-month period and I had two alpha readers as well. So alpha readers, if you've not come across them before, are your very early readers, people that you can trust to be totally, brutally honest with you because it's better to get that kind of alpha reader feedback right at the very beginning rather than writing everything and then somebody saying, this character isn't at all believable. That's not quite how one of my alpha readers put it. She told me she didn't know if she wanted to thrust Holly up against a wall and slap her about the face or give her a hug. So clearly I'd not got things right because I wanted people to feel they wanted to give her a hug. 
Okay, so that's how my alpha readers helped me. And then after doing three months writing that messy first draft, so I set myself the regime, and it was a regime, of writing every single day. I had some days where I would perhaps only write 100 words, some days where I wrote 3,000 words. I didn't necessarily concentrate on how many words per day, but I gave myself that target, write it in three months. Next, I spent a solid three months rewriting and editing the novel. Again, a little bit of help from Stephanie Butland as my writing coach. She would say to me, how do you think this is working for this character? Or where's this going with this bit here? And it was those kind of questions that would make me realise, oh yeah, if it's not clear where that's going, clearly it's not written well, and I'd go away and rewrite it. I then got to a stage where it was ready to send out to 16 beta readers. So that would have been, I think, August in 2023. And I wrote out to the 16 beta readers. I gave them about five or six questions to respond on for me. And just one of them being, did you like it? Would you see this as something you would want to read when it's in its finished state? I got 12 responses and they were all highly positive, though, you know, it's Worth saying that one of those beta readers did actually say that she didn't quite take to one of the sub themes of the novel and explained why. And, you know, there's, there's a reason for it and that's okay. But everybody, including that particular reader, all said how much they loved the writing and that they could hear the voice of me coming through and they could hear the distinct voices of the different characters. So then I queried, oh no, I missed a bit out actually, because what I then did was go to Jericho Writers York Festival of Writing and I had two one-to-one sessions. One of those one-to-one sessions with one agent, it felt to me like she wished I'd written a different novel and I don't really think she got what my novel was about and that's okay, it's just not her thing. Another of the agents loved it, but said to me, the trouble is I've got two other novels that are very similar to this that I'm working on at the moment, and I can't add in a third. But if you don't find a home, come back to me in six months. After that, I came home and got COVID. So I lay down in my bed and did nothing. But I did put something on Twitter saying I was going to be querying later than I expected. And then from there, I was able to start thinking about, well, who am I going to query? And I, because I wasn't well, I had more time to be able to do that kind of thinking. I queried a raft of agents, some of the obvious ones who are very high profile in large, well-known agencies. And if I'm honest, I think some of them I knew I didn't have a cat in hell's chance with. I think there were two as well that I was hoping would not respond because I wasn't convinced that I wanted to go with them. But for some strange reason, felt I needed to put in a little bit of effort and query them. Hmm, not sure what that's about. Anyway, I got a full request from somebody who totally got my novel. She did, though, insist that I agreed to some fundamental changes to two of the characters, because if I wasn't prepared to do that, she didn't want to sign me. I agreed. And actually, I have to say, I totally took on board what she was saying about those two characters as well. One of them, it was a character that myself and Stephanie had gone backward and forward about what's not quite working with this character. And the agent saw what that was. 
So that agent is Claire Coombs from the Liverpool Literary Agency. She did say to me, look, I know I'm making you an offer to represent you, but I want you to wait until you hear back from other agents as well. I waited a week and then I emailed her saying, I don't want to wait any longer because you're my first choice. I'd really like to sign with you. So we did that in October 2022 and we were able to, did I say earlier on that I was writing in February 23? I think I might have done. It was February 22, not February 23. Anyway, you get it. My brain's not quite in which year we're in. (laughs) So we then signed up. So I was represented by Claire Coombs and she then forwarded to me her set of edits. I worked on those and returned them to her reasonably quickly and I then received a second round of edits from her. Now these second round of edits, I guess the first round was probably similar to structural edits and the second round would have been closer to line edits. And these were much tougher for me to work on. I ended up having to create a spreadsheet for myself. I work in program management, working on loads of projects. So of course I will get a spreadsheet out and I found the spreadsheet really helped me. So I was able to get on with the edits in January 2023 and I returned those to Claire at the end of January. Slightly late, I think I might have been a week late uh, beyond what I'd said I would do in terms of return, but not too far out. She actually said to me that that wasn't very late at all, that some people are considerably later than that, which was interesting to hear. I then uh, agreed with Claire, who would be the commissioning editors that we would submit to. And then she went out on submission in mid-February 2023. Now we got some interest straight away, but we weren't quite squeezing through to successful ending points. Loads of positive passes. So they're not rejections at this stage, they're now passes. And there were loads of positive passes, but a common theme coming through, which was We have too many other novels of this type on our list right now, so we don't have any space on our list for your novel. And that was that was punishing (laughs) when you know that you've written something really well and that they like it, but it's just not going to make the cut because there's other books out there that they've got as well. So Claire and I sat down and discussed some changes and I agreed to move some chapters around just so that we could add a little bit more intrigue into the novel and create a little bit more of a sinister feel around one of the characters so that we, the reader, didn't find out until later why he was quite so sinister. So that then obviously required a few rewrites as well, because moving chapters about means that you've got to make sure that it still flows correctly. We then went out on the second round of submissions in May 2023 and again pretty fast with more interest and more positive passes plus loads of silence. I say May 2023, I think it might have been the end of April actually, just after Easter. And so there was a lot of long periods of silence. So at first we said, well, it's just come out of the Easter holidays. Then it was, well, it's just the half term, you know, for May half term. Well, it's now coming up to the school holidays and it really was starting to feel as though, are we just not quite getting the timing right here? What's going wrong? But all the passes were highly positive, recognising good, strong writing, recognising the voice, understanding that they were really good characters and just nothing happening. Very frustrating. 
until we get to July 2023, when we got an offer from someone who totally gets the novel. So the novel's based at a place called Pinewoods Retreat, and the comment that came out of most of the beta readers, and from Claire when she first read the novel, and from the publisher, is, I wish Pinewoods Retreat exists in real life. So I knew she'd got it totally. We went backward and forward then a little bit around the contract, just making sure that it was right for both parties. And in August, at the beginning of August 2023, I signed the contract and they signed it at their end. And so then in September, after school holidays are ended, I will hear from the editor and we will move on to the next stage. Still lots of weights going on there, you know, and I think that's the thing that is the biggest learning point for me of going on this journey to publication. So yeah, okay, we don't wait whilst we're writing. We don't really wait while we're editing. Oh my word, the first most painful wait is waiting to hear back from your beta readers. And then you wait when you're querying agents. And then you wait when you go out on submission. And now I've got to wait for the edits. And then I'll need to wait to hear back from the editor when I submit the changes. I have a feeling it's one long wait until the longest wait of all. And that's that my debut novel will be published spring 2025. How about that for needing some patience until it's published? (laughs) If you get the sense this is one heck of a long journey, you are totally right. There you go. I hope you found that interesting to hear what it's like to go from the start of writing a novel in February 2022, although the real start, as I say, was December 2021, when I got the feedback on my previous novel that it wasn't quite there. So that journey from December 21 until now in August 23, it's been a long one. It's been one that has taught me so much. And, you know, I have to say the most critical thing of all of that journey, it truly takes a writing village to create a novel that's ready for publication. And I'm still working with that writing village and I feel so privileged to have all of you around me who have been there for me from day one. And there are people who will get special mentions in the acknowledgements, obviously, but Stephanie has been brilliant. Debbie Alper, who I learned a lot from on the self-edit course that Jericho Writers have done. And then also people like Philippa East, who you will have heard episode 33, where I talked with her. Do you know, there are just so many people, too many to list, but I could not have done it without that writing village. So if you're not part of a writing village, make sure that you join up with other writers. And that includes people who are published. They are there part of the community too. So just make sure that you link in with other people. Don't go on this journey on your own. You're not on your own. And for now, I'm going to leave you to it. Go off and find that writing community in that village if you can. Get in touch with me if you struggle finding people to connect in with. I'm Zoe Richards UK on all social media, so you'll be able to connect with me through that. So I'll leave you to it. Happy writing. May the words flow for you. And I'll see you on the next episode.